end episode 140 of Fired Up. Check us out at firesports.com. I'm Mike Toledo. Joining me this week, Chris and Shea. Chris, what's going on, man? Nothing much, man. Watching Embiid put up uh, one of the best best games of his career. Performance of a lifetime. I believe he tied his um, his career high, I believe. No, uh, what was his, was his career high, 59? I believe so. I'd have to double check, but that's what I just read on Twitter 30 seconds ago. Yeah, so I'm sure. Twi- yeah, right. Not that Twitter's always right, but, you know. But, and he d- did it in three quarters, by the way. Yeah, I think it was 30 minutes, too. Not even the whole 36 or 20. It was like 20. Yeah, I think it was 31. Uh, it was 31? Just had it. We have 31 minutes. He played yeah, 56 so. points. So yeah, the p- performance of a lifetime right there. Yeah, and he's playing against Webb and Yana, who uh, he's a big boy. He's a tall boy. I don't, know that he's, boy. I don't even know that I use the word big yet. He's very, very, oh. very tall. Could you imagine if he just puts on some muscle? That dude's scary. Yeah, yeah. But, like, how has how does his body just break? Like, Well, you could probably break his leg, break, right? <laughs> yeah, snap it right in half. Right over your knee? Dude, look how, like, look how, like, thin they are. <laughs> it's like the size of a twig. Like, I could go... To my backyard and find some like broken up branches on the ground, and I'm sure I could find one thicker than his leg. Maybe you should ask him if he needs like a, a replacement, a leg replacement. Yeah, 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 for sure. I don't know and, where you get that from. It wouldn't be from me because I don't have legs that tall, <laughs> that, that long. No, no, no. You can give him the piece of uh, wood from your backyard. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, you know that works actually. <laughs> Dude, like and Bede walked up to him at the beginning of the game and was like doing this to him, like measuring his height against his. <laughs> It's what cold. does what does Yana, uh me- what does he measure up? Like, how tall is he actually? Seven three. I think so. Got to look it up. I'm I'm curious because he's seven four. Seven four. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm I'm like five seven on a good day. Right I'm on a good day. If I'm wearing right. the right pair of shoes. Right. I'm probably uh, coming up to his his like belly button. For reference, Joel Embiid is seven foot even. Okay, so four inches taller than than him. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, I mean, he puts on some muscle, gets a little thicker. I mean, he's gonna, he's going to be a stud. Is he going to go do leg day like Durant? Going to have to. Going to have to. If not, you could probably d him up. I don't know that I go that far. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you ever you see know, him shoot too? He can shoot the ball. Yeah. Oh, sure. You know what he? You know what he looks like? Whenever I see him, it looks like um the end of Space Jam when Michael Jordan's arm stretches yeah. like fucking half court. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what his arms look like. Dude, they may have to put MB back in. They're closing the gap. Also, what's with the what's with the Spurs jersey? Like, why why is there orange in this jersey? Uh, I think this is like the it's city, city edition. I'm sure, but like I actually like it. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's. I just. I'm not used to seeing the Spurs have orange. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, I also like this Sixers jersey. I like the white one better though than this one. The white brother yeah. one. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Be, I like. I'm. I don't know. I, jersey. I think these jersey things gotten out of hand. They make a jersey for like everything. They they have like seven jerseys a year. It's like it's too much. Just have a home and away and an alternate. It's that simple. You're out, you're out on the jerseys. I'm at, yeah, I'm out on the jerseys. Dude, this is That's the most you've actually talked about basketball in a while, Mike. I know, right? It's because Dom's not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's nothing else to watch tonight either. Yeah. There's really yeah. nothing. And there's no news out. No, no, no nothing not, really. Not any big news. Did you see mm. that? Um, that the Sixers are in on. Uh, 
Dejounte Murray. I did not see this. No, I heard the name. I don't. I'm not familiar with his work. He's uh from the from uh what team? Hawks. I think he's from Atlanta. Okay. And um, they said they could probably get him for like a second round pick, and you'd have to move like uh some of the assets you got, like maybe Marcus Mars or um some of these like lower end guys you might have to move for him to make the money make sense. Okay. I'm trying to look up his stats right now. So 21 points a game. Yeah. Uh, four, five, almost five rebounds a game, five assists a game. All right. I mean, only 27 years old too. Yeah, he's like Tobias, just yeah. except he might show up in the playoffs. Right. 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 What, what is your What is your take with Tobias this this season? I mean, he's playing well, but I've heard people saying they want him to be a trade chip, and it's just weird trading somebody who's been so productive for them. When you're a contending team, to just kind of let that go away is just weird. I think his money would be what would tie right, him. Right, yeah. But I think he's done his contract after this year, so. Yep. They have, um, they definitely have some. I think they should resign him. I like Tobias Harris. I think they should resign him. Yeah. I think if he's your fourth option, he's really a good fourth option. And especially in this offense where, you know, nurses playing smart basketball, not just like run and gun sort of right. basketball. Yeah, that's that's been his problem. We've talked about it before. Is like he's he's getting paid like a second option kind of guy. Yeah. Well he got and, the max max contract. Right, right. But he's just not really been that guy. Yeah. I mean I mean I, do, do you think I, we see it sorry, go ahead. No, I I just I like him. I think he's a I think he's a good locker room presence too. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. But I mean, the city wants him gone. But I mean, that probably has something dude, to do with the You mind. don't hear any of it yet, though, this year. A lot not, you don't hear not a lot yet. No, because Nick Nurse has kind of gotten more out of him than, than Rivers ever had. And I think he's really where he needs to be. Like, Oh, sure. He's a three slash fourth option. Like, he could be a third option, but he can also, like, on nights where a guy gets hot, he has no problem sliding to the fourth option. Yeah. Like, if Kelly Oubre's on, like, he has no problem passing the ball to Oubre. Right. I mean, the real thing is the emergence of, of uh, Tyrese Maxey has kind of been huge. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, development, right? Yep. And just Doc or what's Glenn, his name? Glenn. Glenn, yeah. Glenn just couldn't get no it done. No Doc Rivers on this show. He just couldn't get it done with him. Nope. Nope. So are you just out on Doc? Like, are you out on Julius Irving, Dr. J? No, no. But, like, Dr. J, you know, one of the great, you know, an all-time great, like, what is what is what is Glenn Rivers done in his life to ever be compared to Doctor J? True. What about are you in on Doctor Nurse? Do, uh, n- no. Are people calling him that? Well, he does have his PhD. Does he? So See, he is a doctor. All right, fair enough. He got his. He got certified as a. I think he got it in uh, sports leadership. That's a thing. You could just it get a, a, a PhD yeah. for sports leadership. Yep, it is. It's like a huge thing for. That's how a lot of uh. Like grad students for like college football teams, that's what they'll go back for their master's degree in, like sports leadership. Okay. Well, can I be can I be honest? That sounds yes. that sounds made up. Like it sounds. It, it sounds, like a, it sounds like a fluff degree. Like yeah, it's definitely a fluff degree, but <laughs> it gets your foot in the door. Yo, I heard yesterday that guess how much water boys make. Water boy for like in, the NFL, NFL or yeah. um. It's probably going to be a number that's going to surprise me. I, my rough to bat, I would say like 50, 50 grand, and even that's high. 
60 is 60, what it okay. out. 60 grand is what it starts out it's at. a good gig yeah and it's a it's a way for people to get their foot in the door so yeah i have no problem gig. we should let dom know about this you know next thing you know he might be the defensive coordinator <laughs> yeah right exactly it's a good good segue there um yeah it's honest we'll, we'll see what happens um with that, but yeah, I mean, the, so the coordinators, it seems like they're all gone. I mean, they, they kind of officially announced Desai and uh, and Patricia are gone. Brian Johnson seems more uh, speculation. Yeah. But well, did you see how they like announced Patricia too? It's not his, like his contract his contract expired and we're yeah. going to part ways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which, not even I mean, part fair. ways. I think they said that Patricia was going to explore other options. Like, no, you weren't exploring other options. The uh, Eagles didn't want you, buddy. Right, exactly. If the Eagles wanted you, I'm sure you'd be back. Yeah. I mean, I, listen, I I think I kind of felt this way like last week. I, I think Sirianni just – he's got one more chance. Like, I think this is it. Yep. I think uh, if he doesn't get it done this year and, – and I don't even – like, what do you consider him getting it done, though? Like in my mind, I'm like if he's not if they're not in the NFC Championship game next year, it's it's hard to say that. Like I, whenever you talk about like success versus failure, I think it's more of how it happens than the actual result. Like, sure, every year it's Super Bowl or bust, but not every team can win every year. Like it's just one team. If they go like, do they play a really hard game in the divisional round and? you lose like the bills loss where your kicker just misses a fucking kick. Like that's not really on Sirianni. If they played a great game and she just fell short, but if they look, but if they look like they look the last handful of weeks and against the, the bucks and, and, and they go down in the first, second round. Yeah. It's a total failure. hundred percent. So gone. Yep. All right. What happens? He gets to the divisional round or championship game. You get blown out. You gotta seriously consider moving on. Okay. Which which might not be fair because at that point he gets to the championship round or later in you know three years basically. Or I guess two two of three two. years. Yeah, two, two of three. three years. Yeah, gets gets to the Super Bowl, you know, a wild card, and then championship. So like when that happens, usually the coach doesn't get fired. But if you get blown out and it's kind of been. <laughs> you know, like a, an ongoing story over the last, I guess it would be two years at that point, then you have to seriously consider making a change. Yeah. Uh, did you see, I know we're talking about the coordinators, but did yep. you see they restructured Kelsey's deal to free up $2.4 million? Yeah, yeah, I still don't understand. Wasn't it just a one-year deal? No. no he oh, had it wasn't. Dummy years added onto oh, the back okay. of it. This is what I was talking about last week when I said the you know NFL contracts are dumb. This is yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So is he back? Kelsey back? What's his chances? He hasn't. I mean, he hasn't said it. It's. I'll tell you what. After watching him, uh, you know, at the Kansas City Buffalo game and how effortlessly he jumped in and out of that suite, he can still move. He still got yeah. it. Dude, he still got it. for. He's in pretty decent shape. That guy. Sure. Yeah. I wouldn't. You know. You think like. Offensive linemen are these big fat guys. Kelsey looks like he's got like a little bit of a, a six pack going on there. At least like, and, he, uh, and he's always could move. Like he's always been quick. Yeah, and shifty. Yeah, I don't. But know. yeah, I mean, I if if I try to get past Kelsey a hundred times, I fail all hundred. Like, 
All right. What it happens if? What happens if every time that you try to get past him, he exerts like an energy? You don't think by like time a hundred you could get by him? It'd be close, but probably not. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> And and if it was Kelsey of four or five years ago, the answer is definitely not. No, yeah. If it's it's Kelsey of this year, yeah, maybe. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now all he all he would have to do is get a penalty, and you know. Did you see that his mom wasn't at the game yesterday? I thought I saw her. No, his mom was um texted him and told him what the daughter said. Did you see that? No. It, it came from a text message from his mom that it said like ma m-a-a-a-a-a and it says kylie says or whatever the daughter's name my daddy's boobies are out and he posted it on his like story oh you mean you mean his wife yeah oh i thought you meant his ma okay right, no right. was she there yeah, I saw her. I'm gonna swear I saw Ky- Kylie as well. I think Kylie was there too. It's it came from maybe it was from her mom. Maybe. Maybe that's what it said. Maybe. Yeah, because I, I thought I thought she was also there. Uh, Embiid is back in the game, and he just had four more points. So we're I believe that's a career high. We're on sixty three now. So maybe close to seventy. Are we gonna yep. feed him the ball? I don't know. This is this is yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you do here. I mean, he's uh, he's def he's definitely playing at that caliber level where level where you're thinking MVP already. He's just getting better. I know. It's kind of crazy. And we talked all this crap on him this whole off season. Not us, but like Philadelphia in general. Like, oh, Embiid needs to go. Well, it's- not because of what he does or doesn't do in the regular season. That's not why people want him gone. It's what do you do for me in the playoffs, right? Like stay healthy in the playoffs, perform in the playoffs. Don't quit, you know, a game and a half in a row to the Boston Celtics, you know, like. Yeah. That's why people want him gone or wanted him gone. Yeah, I'm not getting rid of that guy. I don't care. I I don't either. Because the second you do, you're back to the process again, right? Like you're, yeah. you're, you're stripping well, it down. You're getting, unless you're getting. You'd have to get a star player for like he it would have to be it's not like you're getting rid of him for nothing. Yeah, but how many teams are trading that away? One. And second, if you do get somebody like that back, they're still probably not gonna be as good as Joel Embiid's playing. Yeah. Because right true. now he's playing like the best player in the league. Yeah. I don't know. Dude, this is crazy. He's at sixty five now. Is he really? Yeah, I think I'm delayed. I think I'm delayed because I'm right now. It says he is at. Oh, it's see sixty five. All right, updated. Never mind. So I mean, there's what five minutes left. I mean, yeah. they, if they keep him in, I mean, you're looking at he's he's flirting with seventy right now. He is. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, back to the, back to the coordinators. So I want to I want to start with defense. Is there anybody you're kind of eyeing up that, that you're intrigued about coming here? Um, well, I, like Ron Rivera interviewed today, right? Yep. You have to probably change your whole defensive scheme for someone like Ron Rivera. Uh, yep. 
or like I know they said they they contacted Wink Martindale. Like you're talking about changing your whole scheme and your philosophy as a team. Right. If you're bringing these guys in, and I don't know if they're ready to do that yet. I don't know if like they're the type of team to make that much of a huge adjustment. Like it's not like you're talking about going from a three four to a four three something right. like that. You're talking about like you need like with something like one of those two guys, you need linebackers, and you need good linebackers that can blitz and that can cover and that can do everything. You need well, safeties. That's got to be. I mean, linebacker I think would be a big priority for Howie to address this all season, but. Is how we going to do it? Like we've we've yeah, called it out, to, but we've called it out how many I know, years? I know, but I I wonder how much he's actually like feeling the heat, right? Like at some point when there's so much outside noise and and you kind of feel like your job's on the line. I don't know that you necessarily listen to the fan base, but at least you're going to do something to hopefully try to keep your job a little longer. Well, the last time they did that, it was. Uh... What's it called? Um, Davion Taylor. That they listened to us to go draft the linebacker. Right. So I don't. I don't know if I even trust his judgment on drafting linebackers. Oh, well, I don't even know that I wanted to draft one. Like, That's what, well, yeah. Look at look at free agency. Like I don't know who's available. I'd have to look into that. Look for a free agency or a trade. Like I know everybody loves Jeremiah Trotter Jr. coming out, obviously because of the the connection. But well, he also can cover really well. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, but the big issue with Nicobe Dean is one he gets injured, but like a lot of the reason is because he's kind of small. Jeremiah Trotter is kind of small. Yeah, but yeah, so's so's like a Fred Warner. They're not huge guys. Yeah, I mean, Baltimore's linebackers—they're big guys. Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith—they're big sure. guys. But I don't, I don't know, I don't. I don't know if you need linebackers that can – like, TJ Edwards wasn't a big guy. No, he wasn't. I don't know if – like, are you talking about big as in height or big as in, like, mass? Uh, Both, but I think I'm leaning more towards mass. Okay. Well, mass you could always learn. You can always put mass on. You can. And the good thing about N'Kobe Dean that we really haven't gotten to see is he really is going – is great moving side to side. Like – I don't know about up and down yet, and that's kind right. of what we're stuck at right now. But side to side, he he really does own that that real estate, dude. There's this stat that I found today. I'm trying to find it as we're looking, but it was something along the lines of Matt Patricia defense for the Eagles. Those last six games, they let up more points than 177 of Jim Johnson's games. Something something like that. Wow. It was like really crazy, ridiculous. I'm trying to find it. Um, yeah, if I can find it. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm. I'm telling. Once they made that switch, I. It was. It almost was like their offense. It definitely didn't get better, or the defense definitely didn't get better, and it almost might have gotten worse. It definitely got worse. Yeah. Right. Because. I mean, Darius Slay said it the other day. You're trying to like. They're. You're basically. I think he said like two different families with and them trying to come together and get married. Like that's what it was trying to do. Right. Uh, so I have a list of like the top uh, available free agents linebacker. Wait, wait, ready for this? Yep, go ahead. The Eagles allowed 22 or more points in a second half, in second half, 
more in five games under Matt Patricia than in 177 games under Jim Johnson. Jesus. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. That is wild. That is wild. Um, so I have a list of available free agent linebackers. Number one on this list, Frankie Louville. No clue. Carolina, I'm not really familiar. Number two, Patrick Queen. Yeah, they're going to lock him up. Yep. Uh, three, Jordan Brooks. Mm. Four, Levante David. And five, Bobby I love, Wagner. I love Levante David. Yeah. I love Levante David. So you bring him in? Yeah, I would. He's another one of those guys that can drop into coverage. Yeah. I, I like Levante David a lot. Um, but they also need to draft a linebacker. They have to. They have to. I mean, you got to get younger on the defense. Yeah. You can't just continue to put these old guys out there. They also got to draft a corner, too. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the first round is a corner. Um, Yeah. I mean, you need to get younger there, but I, they have a lot of issues on defense like linebackers corners i think the i think a defensive end i think is a bit or even just an edge rusher like i think because you need you know we saw how good the rotation was last year and they haven't really gotten to the quarterback the same way this year like i think i think they need to figure that out too there's a lot of issues on the defense it's crazy i don't know if it was the defensive scheme versus the personnel like i don't know how much of that played into the yeah. fact like last year we knew Bradbury was an all pro, right? He just, he was, and that fall off's huge, but how much of it is the scheme that what he's asked to play? Sure. Like we also knew Bradbury gets cooked man to man and it looked like 90% of the time this year, he was man to man. Right. Yeah. Like how don't you scheme better for your players? If they're in those bad situations, Well, you put your players in the best position to succeed and you play to their strengths. Yeah. And if not, if if you knew that that's what he was as a liability, why don't you have a, a safety shaded that way all game? Like right. I know that you could get picked on for that because they'll just they'll go towards the other side. The other side, yeah. Or at least let them try and beat Slay versus letting Bradbury get beat every single play. And I don't know, like I don't know, I don't know if the defense just gave up on, like they knew that they weren't getting put in the best position to win. So they were like, you know what? Look like some of those missed tackles were business decisions. Like, yeah. I'm not throwing my body in the way of this for this. Right. So, I, I mean, who's the defensive coordinators that are out there? So the one, the one name, I have, I have a list of potential ones, but the one name that I don't know that I love it because I, it's kind of on the similar, like not an established guy. But Glenn Schumann from Georgia coached a lot of these guys on the defense, all the, the Georgia Bulldogs that we, you know, the, the numerous amount that we've had that we've drafted. He's coached a lot of them. So I'm, uh, I don't like that. I'm, in, I'm, intri- like, I'm intrigued a little bit, but I think we've kind of talked about getting an established veteran guy that's been here before. Who else? What other names are out there, Mike? Um, let me see. I have a list here. So, Wink Martindale, you already talked about that a little bit. Uh, Ryan Nielsen. Okay. Uh, he was a coordinator, co- co- co-defensive coordinator for the Saints in 2022 and then was, in the, uh, with, was with the Falcons um, to be their defensive coordinator and defensive line coach in 2023. Yeah, the Falcons had a pretty decent defense this year, too. Yeah. Um, and Glenn Schumann was one. Marcan Manuel. 
Mm. Uh, he was he was the Falcons uh, defensive coordinator in seventeen eighteen, and then he served as the um, defensive backs coach on Doug Peterson's staff in twenty twenty. So okay, and then uh, Jim Bob Cooter. <laughs> no, I don't there, want to. There, yeah, there's a name for it. That's that's yeah. a list that I have right here. But um, so I just saw they talked to obviously Rivera. Yep, and I just saw Mike Caldwell's name too. Okay. Um, I know Leslie Frazier's out there as an option. I I I don't hate the the Ron Rivera angle. So I think the good thing about Rivera is that he allows you to have like he could be a defensive coordinator slash assistant head coach too, right? That to, to kind of help Sirianni out in situations that he's not used to. Um, no. but. I, I don't know. I don't know what they do defensively. I don't know. Did they promote um, – who was that one coach a couple of years ago? Maybe last year, Denard Wilson maybe? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, Did they move on him? Is there an internal promote inside the building? What? Like I know you probably don't because you're like you had an awful year. You don't really want to promote within. Right, and you just and saw how that – I mean, different side of the ball. And B just scored 70. Did he? I'm yep. t- I'm I'm behind. Yeah. No, I said 67 right now. Did he hit a three? No. No. He, he just broke uh the Sixers record. Did he really? Yep. It was 68 by Wilt Chamberlain. Wow. Stupid. He's so good. Yeah, it's a stupid game from Embiid. Yeah. This is MVP performance. I mean, yeah, this, yeah. This this will be talked about. Should be talked about. As as like a defining moment for him, but I digress. Standing O. Yeah, they are. Yeah, he just came off the field. Oh, yep. off the court. Yep. Yo, yeah. did you see again? I'm sorry, I don't mean to jump back to the Sixers. Do you know that guy, the six man, Alan Domowitz, or the guy that always sits on the side, the old guy? No. Uh, if you saw him, he's right there with the white, white hair, white jacket. Okay, yeah, okay, and I he's see at, him. He's yeah. at every game. He's had season tickets for the past 25 years. And the one that's touching there. the ref right now? Yeah, yep. <laughs> who, who is this guy? <laughs> he is the sixth man. Okay. Um, Is what his back of his jersey that he wears says. He's a ex-lawyer. I figured, yeah, okay. And he just got inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. What? Yeah, look it up. For just being a fan, I, I I guess so, or maybe an ambassador to the game. All right, hold on. Because now I'm I'm curious now. Horowitz is also a super fan of Seventy Sixers, known for sitting courtside every Sixers game. Okay, it doesn't tell me anything other than that. Uh, Look up Hall of Fame. All right, next to his name. I'm going to find something here. The only thing I get is the greatest NBA six men of all time. It's not what I wanted. What's his name? Uh, Alan, Alan Horwitz. Uh, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to find something here. Okay. So, I mean, I don't, I haven't found anything about that. So this but is, it, sa- it says something about, He's the man behind the new $38 million Philly youth basketball facility. That, so I, guess he, I guess he paid for that. 
So that do that facility is um somebody that I went to high schools with dad. Oh that really? Facility, that's pretty cool. All right, so this is from MGK website wmgk.com. It says Where's it at? 76ers were not the only ones to honor Allen last night. We also announced that Allen will be honored by the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. I don't know. If the sixth man will be going to the Hall of Fame as a fan ambassador in the class of 2024. Oh, wow. I never knew you could go into, go into the Hall of Fame for being a fan. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. He's, he's, he's lived quite the life. Yeah, he has. It gets to go into the Hall of Fame for not doing anything except being rich. All right. That's that's what it is. He's gotten to sit courtside because he's rich. Yep. And uh, he's been able to give money to, to these organizations. Well, yeah, was, at least he's given back, right? Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah. it's not just some rich dude who's just sitting back counting his money and just enjoying Sixers games and is just a super fan. Like, it's given back by, you know, this $38 million facility. Yeah, this is true. Hmm. I, I can't believe I've never heard of this dude. Yeah, he's there every game. He's oh. literally he takes the guys out to like whenever the Eagles are at an Eagle whenever the Sixers are at Eagles game, that's his um box that they're sitting in. Okay. So Damn. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what we were talking about before this. Eagles uh D coordinators. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. yep. No, I mean, I, I think the last thing I said was like, I like I like the idea of Ron Rivera. I do. So do you think that Ron Rivera in the Eagles would, that would make a drastic change? Like, do you think that they're in the uh, NFC Championship define, game? Well, I was going to say define drastic. Are they in the NFC Championship game next year? Or are they a top 10 defense again? Top 10 defense. I don't know that any coordinator can hide the issues of this defense. Okay. Yeah. I th- I think you'll get an improvement from last year, but down the st- I mean down the stretch, they were one of the worst defenses in the league. Can you get yeah. the top ten? I, I don't know if you get top ten. Maybe okay. and maybe eleven to sixteen, something like that. I'll but, take it. If you're eleven to sixteen, I think you're you did a pretty pretty decent job as a defensive coordinator with what you were given this year. Yep. Depending on you know what the offense does, and I guess we could transition there. Yeah, there next. Um, that's the thing with like it's kind of up in the air. Like it's speculation that Brian Johnson's going to move on and and he's not going to be back. But I mean, where 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 do you go here in looking for offensive coordinators? Like who's who's your choice? Well, the reports that are like coming out is that did you hear like hurts the whole like second half of the season? Didn't yep. listen to what he said and just audibled the plays. Yep. Which one makes me a little worried about Hertz thinking that he has that much autonomy to do that. Well, but they said be, that they've given him autonomy. To be fair, if you're getting paid, to, what do they pay him? 260 some million. Like yeah. you should have the ability to do that. Like you should know what play to call the line, you know, the line and what to audible out of and into. Like, I think you should be given the keys at that point when you're when when that contract's that big. Fair enough. Okay, so I I kind of agree with that. Here's the second part: if that's true and he was audibling, he has no idea how to read defenses. That's, that's the part that's, that's the concerning part. 
That's yeah. the part that's bad. If yeah. he really was going up there and changing place and he was calling, maybe they were running a, a, like a slant pattern or something. And he says, you know what? We're just going to run this, uh, this quick screen to Quez Watkins. Like if that's his decision-making, we're in bad shape. Or you really need a good could it, coordinator. Could it be a combination of both? Could be. Like, like yeah. the, the play calls were shit. He audibled out of them. But the ones he audible into also were options given to him by Brian Johnson. Could have been. Yeah. Definitely could have been. So, um, so. I don't know, though. But if that's if that's what he's audibling into, I would have liked to see what the call originally was. Like, I wish they right. could later yeah. in the season say like this is what we saw here this is what we were going to run here this yep. will be audible too yeah i know that's you know hindsight is 2020 but um yeah but i think it matters like when they blitz and you have basically four verts going yeah and nothing in the middle yeah. of the field like i'm curious yep. what that original play was yep was it a slant route yep if it, if it was a slant route that you optioned out to go deep that means he has no clue or he doesn't have any situational football knowledge. Right. Now the thing that, is, we hardly ever see this team run slants. So like chances are that original that original play call wasn't a slant call, yeah. but you never know. Well, if we go and get Frank Reich, we'll see a ton of slants. Do you want do you, is that your guy? Uh I think that I think that he would fit here well. Because he's already been here. Uh, him and Sirianni have a good relationship. So I have a list of names if you want me to kind of run down some yeah. some options here. Yeah. Now here's a guy that I'm sure a lot of people are going to scoff at because of his head coaching. No, 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 no. His head coaching thing not too long ago kind of was a disaster. Cliff Kingsbury. He's going to the Bears. Did they announce that? Is that official? They didn't announce it, but he he did his final interview like an okay. interview today with him because uh, he also got um, Caleb Williams to flip the USC. And it looks okay. like that's the direction they're going for a quarterback. Right. But, so uh, I don't so, think Kingsbury will be available. All right. To be fair, this this list that I have was updated January 17th, so things might have happened since then. But that's one option. Number two, Zach Robinson, the Rams passing game coordinator, DB uh, quarterback coach. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, Eric Bieniemy, which is kind of weird to me. Why is he on this list? Because Rivera is getting fired, and they think they're going to cut the whole regime. Over oh, there. okay, that makes sense. If they, if they, if I would love the enemy, but he also did interview for the Commanders' um, head coaching position today. Okay, so, so he did interview for that. I don't know if that has any say or anything, but I like the enemy. I think he would fit this offense well. Uh, Liam Cohen, Kentucky offensive coordinator. That's a weird one to me. I'm not going back to college. Uh, yep. Uh, here's another one where his head coaching career was an absolute disaster, but is a good coordinator, Josh McDaniels. Uh, I think, I think that wherever Belichick goes, McDaniels winds up as. Oh, okay, player. that's interesting. I think they've had really good careers together. Yep. Um, and I could see that happening. Uh, Chad O'Shea, Browns passing game coordinator. I don't mind that receivers coach. Yeah, they played. They had a good. Um, they had a good. Pretty decent offense this year. Yep, especially second hand. Once Flacco came in, I was kind of yep. surprised about. Yeah. Uh, Nick Cayley, the Rams tight end coach. It's a little weird. I don't know why that he's on this list. I don't. Who? Uh, Nick Cayley, Rams tight end coach. No clue. 
Uh, oh, Daryl Bevel, the Dolphins quarterbacks coach and passing yeah. coordinator. Nope. And then another one that's kind of intriguing, Byron Lefwich. Uh, he was good on Tampa Bay. Where has he yep. been last year? Um, it doesn't say. So he's probably – is he still in Tampa? I don't think so. I don't think he was there. I think he – I'm going to look. He got fired. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't see This is Xbox So maybe he hasn't been anywhere since then Okay So no experience in the past year Right Not that that means anything But um, They said Chip Kelly's getting some Offensive coordinator Nah, we're good I, I know, we're good, we're good. but what about uh? So no Frank Reich on that list. Um, was that the end of the list? Uh, no, I'm still going, but there's only one more, and that's not Frank Reich. Okay. The last person on this list is Shane Waldron. Where's he from? Um, oh. Seattle. No, I don't want any. I don't want anything from Seattle. They gave us Desai. <laughs> fair fair enough. Anything from them. Fair enough. Uh, he was he was with Sean McVay in the Rams before that, which I guess you know people love Sean McVay and the they do love Sean McVay. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's what it was. I'm trying to figure out where that came. Where I was telling you earlier about the Water Boy. That's what McDaniel's and Sean McVay both started out as. Okay. Okay. I knew I knew McDaniel did. Okay. I didn't know McVay did either. Yeah. So I think that's where I got that from. Okay. Interesting. Um. What about so Bryce O'Callahan wasn't on there? No, and he just got a head coach coaching job. Yeah, he wasn't on that list. He just he landed with Tennessee. Vrabel was on that. there. No, I was one for offensive coordinators. Vrabel. Oh, okay, okay, job. okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, because yeah. they wouldn't be looking. They're looking for head coaching jobs, and probably Reich is too. He's probably in the head coaching one. If I do Maybe I don't have I don't have that list pulled up, but. I think you think anybody's giving him another another chance. Um, as the head coach? No, I don't think as a head coach, but as an offensive coordinator, sure. sure yeah, yeah, I'd be cool with that. But yeah. I, I don't, I'm curious what they do. I mean, I guess the other the other part of it is how much of it is the coordinator. Obviously, I think Brian Johnson was a disaster, but how much is it? The coaching and the coordinators and like uh Jalen Hurst just regressing and taking a step back. Um I don't think that that I, I would hope that's not the case, but it could be like a a year of learning, I guess what Jalen yeah. Hurts would call it. A learning year. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, he threw a ton of interceptions. Yep. So yeah. I don't know. I, I am worried about his situational football knowledge. Yeah, like what to do with the ball, when to do with it. Um, I'm gonna hope it was bad calling, and I also think we give Sirianni a lot of slack. I mean, a lot of like hate, but I think that it's his job to go out there and say that. Oh no, that's really my scheme. Like I think he's protecting his coaches. He doesn't look like the guy that would throw somebody under the bus. Nope. Well, if, flat, like, he's, if we found out he completely lied about a situation just to protect his players, yeah, so. and I think he does the same thing for his coaches. Yeah, I can buy that. 
like he said, I think he used to say like, it shouldn't be under Brian. It's me. I call. It's my scheme. Brian just calls the plays. But after he talks to me about them, like I don't think that that's true. I think that Sirianni um, probably just says that kind of stuff to take the heat off of Brian Johnson from the media, and and like he's dealing with it behind closed doors. Yeah. Or or not dealing with it, as we see. Right. Nothing got fixed. Yeah, it's that's the thing. We might have talked about this a little last week, but. It's like Sirianni doesn't call plays on offense or defense. Um, the only thing that people really claim he is is like a leader and motivator. And the way they quit down the stretch, like, did he even do that? Like, what does he do? Is my question. Um. So somebody asked this today on the radio that I, the radio station I was listening to. Nobody ever gives, and I. I it's a really bad analogy, but. John Harbaugh crap. And that's all John Harbaugh does, too. He doesn't call any plays. Yeah, he's, got a per, he's got a perennial contender every year. But there's been and, no- and, and at least at least that team fights and plays hard. They there's, might lose yeah. every, you know, they might lose a lot and, and you know when it matters and everything. But it seems like they always go down swinging. There's been multiple years where they've been eight and eight, seven and nine under his regime. I think the issue with this whole thing is how it went down. Sure. If if you're middle of the road team all year, Sirianni's probably not losing his job. Like if you win two, lose two, win one, lose two, win three. Because at that point, you could chalk it up to while well, the team's just not talented. Just not enough. talented enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they obviously have the talent there. Right. Exactly. Um, doesn't sound like Swift's coming back. No, no, I'm I'm kind of surprised. To be honest, saying, like we'll see, we'll we'll see. We we still we're only at the tip of the iceberg. Like, right? Okay, all right. We'll see. Yeah, I'm I'm a little surprised he's kind of talking that way. Like a guy from the area, you know, local one, you know, playing for his hometown team. Like, I would think you would want like it should be like I I really want to be back. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm this is my home. Like I, I want to be back. Yeah. But there's been none of that. Yeah, and then they're gonna have to restart again and find another running back. Because it's not Gainwell. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, to be honest, isn't that kind of what the NFL is anyway? Like, every two to three years, they're recycling these guys. Yeah, that is true. But they haven't had a consistent guy. I mean, Miles last year, but the year before that, he was hurt all the time. Yeah. And then he had the year before that was the fumbles. And he fell off the face of the earth anyway. He didn't. Well, he went to Carolina. Carolina. 200 yards rushing. Yeah, but that team was a disaster. Yeah, I mean, but he, what he signed a two-year, eight million dollar contract, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what they're doing with running backs, but it's not helping Saquon Barkley's case. I'll tell you that much. Did you see the graphic that's on the screen right now? Yeah, with him and Jordan. Two player, two players to ever do sixty-five points, fifteen plus rebounds, and five plus assists in a game. Yeah. Him and Michael Jordan. <laughs> yep. I mean, basically, they're saying Embiid's the greatest player to ever play the game. Uh, basically, behind, yeah, basically behind well, Jordan. If LeBron was up there too, don't forget him. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no LeBron talk today. All right, we've talked about LeBron in quite a minute. It's been a while. Okay. Well, he's he's the goat. Could you could you be forty years old and still putting up playing in the no, NBA? No, I'm not a no, I'm not a professional athlete. Like no, I couldn't. <laughs> Obviously, 
I can I can barely walk that walk up and down my flight of steps at my house without like you know tearing you know, pulling You're a hammy cracking yeah, right exactly bend down to like you know tuck my daughters in and yeah my my back's aching like no I can't play in the NBA at forty some years old I, no. yeah I was outside shoveling the other day and when sure I got for a week home, probably I, I'm like yeah, you're still oh, sore God my lower yeah. back is on fire yep. Yep, the snowblower. So it's a lot easier I, that way. I need to get one. I need to get yep. one of those things. Yep. Well, they make the ones now that look like a shovel. Yeah, you just kind of push it. Yeah. It's yep. wild. Yeah. So I don't yeah. have one of those. I have like the old fashioned snowblowers. Do you? Yeah. But it's still yeah. better than shoveling. Yeah. Shoveling's yeah. the worst. Yeah. And especially I live on the corner of the of the block. So I have to do the whole side too. Oh, Everybody else yeah. just has to do in front of their house, the path in front of their house. Yep. I got to do the whole side too. So you should have thought about that before. You I know. know. Well, I wasn't sound... thinking about that. Was... Right. Yeah. Because who is? Yeah. <laughs> well, I had to do it. Yes. Right. Exactly. Oh my God. Next time I buy a house, I'm not buying a corner corner lot. It seems all nice. Like usually you want the corner. Yeah. No. Not me. No. Not if they're shoveling it. To, yeah. The good thing is you only get like this. We only get hit with snow like once every like four years. So you're good. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I know. I'm. I. I. I hope that it doesn't come back. No. How are you? Do the girls like it? Yes. But I think if you like snow, like, yes, the kids get it, like it, and I get it. And what I'm about to say doesn't talk talk about the kids, but like, I think if you're an adult and you enjoy snow, I think you are a flat out psychopath. (laughs) It makes everything awful. Awful. It makes everything awful. Like it's 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 inconvenient. It's cold. Nothing about snow is fun. Yeah, it's nice when it's coming down at the beginning, like when it's falling. It's nice to look at. Like, yeah, and then that next morning when you wake up and you're like, oh, I got to get up an hour earlier to go clean off my car. Dude, I uh, so my job, I, I drive, drive like delivery truck or whatever, but I as it was coming down, I got stuck in the snow. I, they had literally had to call a tow out for me and tow me out. Like, snow sucks. Really? Yeah, snow sucks. It's awful. <laughs> it's terrible. I had, to wait, I had to wait an hour for a tow truck to come Throw me out of the spot. Are I'm you, sitting. Are you hourly? Still, yeah. All right, that's good. You got that is good. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 the snow sucks. There's nothing fun about the snow. But yeah, it's it's nice to look at when it's first coming down. But after that, I I want no parts of it. Uh, you want to hear what I had to deal with with that that snowstorm we got the other day? So obviously, I work at Target. Yep. And um, I'm the store manager, so I walk outside and there's no plow. Uh-oh. And there's no plow, and there's no, pl- and now it's three o'clock in the afternoon, and it's starting to freeze up. So I had to go and shovel my whole parking lot at work. Wow. Yeah, I was out there with a, well, first I took a broom because I was like, all right, I could probably push it because it's soft now. All don't, that you guys, don't you guys have like inventory of, of snowblowers? Can you just grab one? No, we don't have snowblowers. We don't have snowblowers. Shovels okay. and salt and all of that, okay. but no snowblowers. Actually, okay. we got a, a leaf blower. We do have leaf blower. Oh, you could have done that. There you go. So okay. I did have that outside, yeah. but it wasn't moving it. It was taking yeah. that top coat off. <laughs> right. And it's just coming right back. And the slush underneath yeah. it. I was like, well, this is going to be bad. Yep. So let me get my car and have culpable deniability of all of this. <laughs> right. That's good. That's funny. Um, I don't know, where do you want anything else with the Eagles want to talk about, or are we kind of? Is there anybody you want out there for offensive coordinator? Yeah, not. I mean, not really. Not not anybody that I'd like would love to have, but 
I'm kind of I'm somebody. I I want somebody who uh, has like a who I know can call plays, who has a track record of calling plays. Because oh, Nick Sirianni, yeah, uh, yeah, but like Nick Sirianni, like isn't going to do it. And if he does do it, I don't think he'll be very good at it because yeah, he, he's never been good at it. Um, so I want somebody who has like a track record of being a good play caller. Okay. And what about D coordinator? Um, Ron Rivera. I You're like good it. with that? Yep, I'm cool with that. I know he hasn't been great as a head coach. Um, he had a couple of like decent years. He um, took him to the Super Bowl one year. Right, yeah, yeah. The Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Denver, right? Denver, uh, Carolina. Yeah. Yep. That's when uh so it, that's when Cam Newton made that business decision. Right, yeah. He saw the ball on the ground and Von Miller there and he just stepped backwards. Well, if Von Miller's coming at you, you might have the same reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Von Miller's a scary guy. That is true. Um, especially in his like prime. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, nah, I'm I'm cool with, with Rivera. I, I like that. A, a veteran. Really, really, I'm looking for two veteran coordinators because, like, they just tried the new guy thing. Didn't work. It actually right. blew up in your face. Right, exactly. And what about, uh, you think, like, quarterbacks, coach, any of those positions? You think we're, we're losing those guys? Like, what part of the regime is going? Is it just the offensive and defensive coordinator, or you think they're going to do everything? No, I think just defensive and Offensive coordinator, like I, I believe they think they're fairly close. Cause, I mean, they went what was it, ten and two or whatever. Like, I don't think they believe it's it's blow up time. Okay, but if they just change a couple things, like the coordinators and and the the guys that call the plays, I think they believe they can be in it again next year. Okay, I'm looking. What are the chances that they move Michael Clay to the? The offensive coordinator. I don't. I don't know. He's been I don't. With, I don't think so. He's been with the Eagles for 2014. He was a quality control coach. 2015 with the Eagles, he was a special teams assistant coach. Then he was uh, an assistant coach with the Niners in 2016. Then he was a strength and conditioning coach in 2017. He's been a special teams coordinator here from 2021. Right, like is is he like I don't understand how special teams work. Like, do you get moved from there to anything else? Is that kind of what your forte is? Um, I mean, maybe at some point you you know take a defensive line coach or something like that. But like, I don't think you're jumping from a special teams guy to an offensive coordinator. Okay, at least this is my read on it. Um, and I mean, I think special teams. I mean, has taken a big step. Like, la- like last year. They yeah. were a disaster. We're calling, we're calling for him to be disaster. Yeah. yeah, but I mean this this year it's 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 been pretty good. Covey's been really good. Um, Elliot, that, obviously, Jake Elliott's been great. yeah. Although I don't know how much a coordinator has to do with that, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean maybe I don't know. But uh, they're you know I feel like they having like the the returns against them like the, the coverage has been pretty solid. It seems yeah. like so John Harbaugh. Was the Eagles special teams coach from 98 to 2006. 2007, he took the defensive backs coach with the Eagles. Okay. And he's been a head coach from 2008 on. Oh, wow. So took a, took outside for one year and then got a head coaching job. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, that is really crazy. 
because like I like special teams is just such a niche part of the sport. It like it's very I don't know. And then a year later, you're in charge of the whole thing. It just seems kind of crazy. Yep. But that's that's all I, I was trying to see about like Michael Clay. What's your? Is he gone? Probably not, right? No, no, no bring him so. back. That's special teams are the best part of the game this year. Like, do, you think, do you think when they sit there in meetings, it's like offensive coordinator and like sitting there like we're going to do all of this and this is what we're going to do this week. All right, what do you got, defensive coordinator? We're going to do this. And what do you got? Well, we're going to kick the ball. <laughs> yeah, we're going to return yep. it. Yep. We're going to hopefully uh, block a field goal. Right. Like what? What do you bring to the table? Nothing, and like that's probably something because like the hitting rules are so strict when it comes to practice. You can't really practice hitting no. somebody on a return. No, you can't. <laughs> like, everybody loses. You get killed on punt return. Okay, it's right. It's like just don't die. Yeah. All right. What's <laughs> our game plan? Don't die. Yeah, it's a good start. Ninety percent of the time, I need you to fair catch the ball, Britain. Right, you just catch it. That's all you need to do. Just catch it. Don't can, drop you, it. can you do that? Just catch it. You you've done half the job. Right. Yeah. Um. There were uh, some some pretty good games on this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were all pretty close. I know that the Ravens game at the end got out of hand in the second the second half, but but it was really close. At it was tied uh, at ten at, ha- at halftime, I believe. Yeah, it was. Um, I think Baltimore's the real deal this year. As much as San Fran, I love San Fran. Um, I think Baltimore has you love Saul. You love San Fran as for, like now. I do at this point. I love them to win the Super Bowl. Like I think that at least you think they're going to win the Super Bowl, or you would like them to win the Super Bowl. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. I think that Baltimore though is really good team. I think that they at least build correctly. Like, you idolize to be them every year. Yeah. But San Fran really does have it going. And and I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to have to pay Purdy. They're going to be in salary uh, cap really quickly. I actually, I'm, we'll, we'll get to our picks in a second, but I actually think the Lions are going to win. Really? I do. Why? Any reason? Um... I don't think Jordan Love and the Packers are all that great. I mean, I know Love's played really well the second half of the season, but they almost, I mean, they almost lost that game. And, like, the Packers probably should have went down and made a little more noise. That was one of the horrendous interceptions I think I've ever seen from Jordan yeah. Love at the end of that game. Yep. But it's just they, they struggled to, to get any separation uh, with the, you know, with the Packers. Um, I think the Packers kind of gave the blueprint a little bit to beating – uh, Brock Purdy, because like when he's getting pressure on and he he can't get rid of the ball quick enough, like I, I think he's beatable. Well, and, how and, much, the, and the Lions are the team that can do that too. Well, how much of it is Debo Samuel not playing that game? I'm sure, that's, that's sure it's part of it. Yeah. Like he's he's a quick option that you can get the ball to that can beat. If you're gonna blitz, he, he can beat you with a slant route and go for 80 yards for a touchdown. Yeah, but I mean they also have Ayuk and McCaffrey and Kittle that like can do similar things. Yeah. But if you Maybe. block the box against sure. McCaffrey, I mean you're yeah. you're shutting him down. So you yeah. so you you think Detroit? I actually think Detroit wins. Okay. What what's that line right now? Uh, was it seven? Is that wow? High? Seven. seven. Yep. Seven. That's disrespectful. 
to the line. Detroit. That's disrespectful yeah. to be putting that much. Yep. Wow. Uh, you know, let's just get kind of get into our picks now. I mean, Dude, I, I'm, gonna, is, I'm, I'm actually I'm taking Detroit plus seven because I think they're going to win outright. I think I'm going to take Detroit plus seven too, just because I think Sam Fran wins. But that's seven. That's disrespectful to a team yeah. that's played well all year. Okay, I'm taking Detroit plus seven. Okay, and then the over under is fifty and a half. Overs. I'm taking under. That's a lot okay. of points. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Sorry, had a cough there. Um, and then the next one we have the Chiefs and the Ravens. The spread is the Ravens are minus three and a half. I'm going to take Baltimore. You're taking Baltimore. Yeah. Minus three and a half. Yep. Uh, where did my thing just go? It went away. I'm taking the um. I'm actually taking the Chiefs plus three and a half. So Detroit, Kansas City Super Bowl in your mind. Yes. Okay. Yep. I listen. Everything always goes right for the Chiefs. Like it just does. It's. I can't explain it. They want them in the Super Bowl, and listen. It's it's the the celebrity factor, right? You have it's Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift and Eminem ver, versus Eminem in the Super Bowl. It's gonna happen. The okay. NFL wants it to happen. Okay. Um. And then the uh, the over under in that game forty four and a half. I'm taking the over there. That seems low. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over too. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Wow. And those, uh, yeah, they're both on Sunday, right? Yep. Both games yep. Sunday, three and six thirty. The six thirty game is the Detroit. <laughs> Don checking in. What That's a night from Embiid. Is that seventy burgers there? Did you, did you put 70 of them? Can we count them all? What? Oh, here, I'll put them, I'll put them back up. Uh, you, you want to count all those? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'll count. All right. We're going to be here a while. There's no way it's 70. 12, 13, I need to play like Jeopardy theme music. 24, 25, 26, 28. 28 times 2 is what? That would be what, uh, 50, 54, 52. I'm, I'm not good at math. That's why, that's why I do this podcast. 56. Yeah, there you go. Oh, not, we're not math guys. 64, 65. Don, Don, you're a little short. 68, 60. He'd put 70 burgers. Did he? Okay. All right, he nice. 70 burgers. <laughs> All right. I like that. All right. Yeah, he did put. That's for him. <laughs> Yep. And that's hard to do too, because you have to. It's not like you're just hitting the number one a bunch of times, right? Yeah. Just, like you have to click Keep on the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Respect there. What a night from Embiid. Fifty-six. Yep. Um. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It, it, it's a crazy night from Embiid. I mean, we talked about it earlier, but an all-time kind of performance. Yeah. Michael Jordan-esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the new GOAT of basketball? Michael Jordan or or, or Joel Embiid? Who's the GOAT? No longer LeBron versus Jordan LeBron debates. It's LeBron James. No, 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 no. Why do you hate him, though? Why? Okay, I mean, what, how, you, how much time you got? Well, why do you... What is the main reason why you hate him? Is it because he panders and he gets involved in things that he shouldn't be? Uh, Sure. He's always always running his mouth. Always running his mouth. 
about so anything. About, like, he he, th- he thinks everybody cares about his opinion on anything. So you I don't think that if Twitter was around in the eighties, Jordan wouldn't be doing it? I'm sure he would be. I'm sure he sure. So it's social media that's really skewing your outlook on this. Uh, no, nah, I mean, social media wasn't as big, you know, back when, like, the decision was happening. Sure, I mean, social media was there, but not nowhere near as it is today. But he took all that money and donated it. I don't, yeah, but it, it was just to feed his giant ego. Uh, how much of it was maybe not his decision, but ESPN saying, hey. Like, He's the athlete. He can say, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, but you're not going to say no if they're going to give you money to do something like that. Sure, you're not. You know, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he approached ESPN and said, "Hey, I got this idea." They definitely approached him, but it's yeah. I don't. I don't know. Just a long no. list of shit. And then okay. like, and, and then and then and then everybody has this Michael Jordan versus you know uh, a LeBron debate, and he's got to like go remake Space Jam just to like prove he's on Jordan's level. Like it's just everything about him is weird and 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 phony. And he's just a phony guy. Okay, so if if LeBron James plays for the Sixers, are you a fan? I will root for him to succeed. Okay. Okay. That doesn't make me a fan, but I'll root for him to succeed. Okay. Fair enough. Yep. Never been a LeBron guy. Just a hater. Yeah, correct. Yes, correct. Didn't you say he's got a good body, though? I don't know that I don't know that he used the word I don't know that he used the word good. I think you made the comment like I it said something similar. I don't think I said good. I think you said insane. I I don't remember the context, but I think I did say insane. Yeah, and I also think that he definitely does leg day. He doesn't skip a leg day. (laughs) You're not breaking his leg over. No, no. He could probably snap my neck with his legs. (laughs) Like if I'm being honest here. Oh man, yeah. quite a quite the company. Joel Embiid is with the uh, seventy the seventy point club. Yeah, I mean, and and it was. This is, I think they said, eighteen years to the day that Kobe did it. So yeah, Kobe did eighty one, but putting up that many points, I can't fathom like eighty eighty one points. No, especially for like, so like Will did the hundred point game, but it was a different like. He was a man among midgets around then. <laughs> yeah, it was for way sure. different. Yep. Not not like what Kobe had to do. Sure. But I mean Embiid could have Embiid probably could have done it if they were it was a closer game. Like if if he Yeah, he didn't play much of that fourth quarter. He played like the last five minutes, I think. Yeah. Like if he actually cared and it was like he had to hustle hard and all of that, maybe he does it. And you say if it was a closer game, they only won by ten. Yeah, but it was a ten that like towards the end of the game it was just feeding. Yeah, I think it was yeah, I like, think it was fifteen or sixteen. Trying, they, yeah. They weren't trying to like they knew they were gonna win, they were just trying to let him get to seventy. Yeah. For sure. Um, all right, so the last the last little thing, you know, I, I kinda wanna talk about here before we get out of here is what's going on with the Phillies and why haven't they made any moves? Well, it doesn't look like like baseball's got no. what's going on right now. I yep. think, I think it's like them waiting for. I, I guess arbitrations coming up and all of those hearings and then yeah, I, that, 
I saw something, and I might be off with the numbers a little bit, but like last year at this time, there was like three of the top fifty free agents left, and this year there's like twenty something yes, of the Snell top fifty didn't, left. Snell didn't like, sign yet. Snell, Montgomery, Hater like just signed. Yeah, well, I mean Houston getting richer. Yep, like, it just sickens me. What do you What do you think they should do? I think they got to go make a move for. Uh, Hector Neris at this point. That's the guy that I haven't really heard much. Many people talk about him, but like, get the get the reunion get back yeah. together. Like, bring back Neris. And I mean, you're going to go by closer by committee probably anyway. You're probably not going to have Neris as your closer per se. No, I would probably to start have Alvarado be the closer. Would you? I would. Okay, I think Dominguez in that role, but yeah, it's. Or, I mean, how much of a role do you give Orion Kirkring? Yeah, this is true. I totally forgot about him. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know that I want him closing right off the bat, though. I also like Strom in that closer role. Yeah, I mean, the pro- I, I like Strom kind of a setup guy because I don't he doesn't really strike me as having closer stuff. Okay. Like, he, like he can play... Well, yeah, right, exactly. Like the thing I like about Strom is in like a eighth, seventh, eighth inning role is he throws a lot of strikes, which like Alvarado when he can't find the strike zone is incredibly infuriating. Like yeah. Strom, Strom will just beat you to death with just strikes. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that I want that out of the closer. Okay. So I'm trying to find a list of who's still out there. Yeah, there's a ton. I mean, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery are the, are the two big starting pitchers out there. Hector Naris. Um, I think Cody Bellinger is still out there. Pirates just signed Araldis Chapman. Eh, sure. <laughs> what is he? I mean, what does he have left? Yeah, I mean, would you take him as your closer? I don't. I, how did he do last year? How did he do last year? Yeah, like I don't, know. I don't know what team he was on. Yeah. All right, I want the top guys. Not... All right, so I'm going to read the top three in each area. Okay. Um, so Gary Sanchez is still available. No. Mitch Garver just signed. Awesome. Almost, they won't sign a catcher. No. Jorge Alfaro is out there. Get a reunion tour. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I think they actually should sign yeah, a they, backup catcher. Well, they did. They signed... Um, they signed our, our boy who's already here. Stubbs? Yeah, Stubbs got signed. Was he already under contract? Or did they no, he, sign he him? got a, oh. like a one-year $850,000 contract. Yeah, see, I, I mean, I, they're going to do that because it's cheap and he's just a body but and, and a good locker room guy, it seems like. But yeah, uh, at some point, like, JT is going to start playing some first base or DHing. Like, I need somebody else more reliable than Stubbs behind the plate in yeah. those games. First base, uh, Reese Hoskins. That's not all that's happening. Carlos Santana. I don't think they really signed a first base either. CJ Crone? Uh, yeah, he was bad. Like, he's a bad year. Really bad year. Yeah. Luke Voigt? Okay. I mean, I guess he's a depth guy. Yeah. Yeah. Second base, uh, Elvis Andrews, Whit Merrifield. Whit Merrifield's 35? Yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. hell. You thought he was younger? I thought he was like maybe 30. Yeah. Well, I always get him and Mondesi confused. I don't know why. Mondesi's younger. Yeah. Yep. 
uh, and Colton Wong. Yeah, I don't think they make any of these moves. Any any of these guys. Shortstop Ahmed Rosario. Tim Anderson. What happened to him? He What's fell his off name? The face of the earth. He was like a top prospect. Yep. Came and had like a good like year or two. Yeah, and then he got into that whole fight. Was that this past year or two years ago? That was a couple years ago, I think. With um, who was that with? Don't know who he was fighting. Like they were playing Cleveland. It wasn't Lindor, was it? When Lindor was with Cleveland, it might have. Uh, who's their third baseman? Jose? Was it Jose Ramirez? Him and Jose Ramirez. I think it was because it was this past year. Because I had Jose Ramirez in football in fantasy, and I had to, he got benched, he got suspended. Uh, Tim Tim Anderson makes first official statement since brawl with Jose Ramirez. That was this back, past year, right? Back in August, yep. Um, third base, Matt Chapman. Justin, I don't will be in the market for anybody that big. <laughs> Josh Donaldson. Yeah. Evan Longoria. God forbid. Uh Gene Segura. That's interesting. I mean, what's what would be his role? Just a bench guy. Like you're I not I don't think are, yeah. you're not gonna play him over over a Stott, over a Turner, over a Bohm. Well, I'm saying like maybe as a give one of those guys relief. Yeah. Day of relief. Yeah, but he's he's gonna want. I think he's gonna want like more of a role. He's he's gonna want to go to a team that can give him, uh, you know, a, a starter money and start a starter role. He's way down on this list. I don't know. Yeah. Thirty six. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right, left field. Not opposed though. Jock Peterson. Eh. Tommy Pham. Eh. <laughs> David Peralta. Interesting. I mean, the all three of those guys are very similar. And Joey Gallo. No, I'm, I'm good on Gallo. He would hit a ton of home runs here. And strike out a million. He would. Yeah. Center field, Cody Bellinger. Uh, yeah, they're not going to spend that money. Michael Taylor. No. And Adam Duvall. Yeah. I, I know where you want to go. We're just not there yet. I'll get there. No, you're good. You're good. Right field, Will Myers, Kevin Pillar, Tyler no. Quinn. Nope. Okay. Um, there's a name you haven't said yet. J.D. Martinez. No, there's a name you haven't said that that I'm I'm intrigued with. Uh, what position? Outfield. Jorge Soler. I was just gonna. He was the next person. Solaire yeah. was the next person. I'm a little intrigued. He he was bad last year. It really hasn't been the same since the 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 Braves year where he won the MVP. But like, you get him as you know, kind of a guy off the bench and can have spot starts here or there. Or if or if Rojas doesn't work out or they have to send Rojas down to get some little more yeah. seasoning. Like, I think Solaire is intriguing to me. Yeah, Brandon Woodruff. Well, the thing about Woodruff is he's obviously great. He's going to miss the entire season. Yeah. So if you sign him, you'll have him next year, and you kind of think about it a year out. I don't know that Dombrowski cares about next year. Yeah. I think he's working for this year. So I don't. I don't see them doing that. I'm. I would like. I think Woodruff's great. I I love Woodruff. 
the other ones are, I mean, Blake Snell, they're not going to spend that money, right? You don't think so? I would. I love Blake Snow. I've always been a fan of Blake Snow. So I think they're willing to spend money for the right player. Like I don't think they need to spend any more money on position players. That's why I said no to most of those guys you named. But they off uh, they the rumor was they offered three hundred plus million to Yamamoto. Yeah. So they're willing to spend the money for the right player. So if they think Snell is gonna greatly improve the staff, I I think they could spend it. Sure. So, but like, what happens to your pitching staff then? Who's your like one? You move probably Christopher Sanchez to the bullpen. Although I, I although I would move Walker to the bullpen, but I don't think yeah. they'll do that because of the price tag that yeah, he makes. That's the, I exactly I yeah. agree with you, hundred percent. Yep. Yeah, or you run a six man rotation. You could. And then where does Mick Abel go in this situation? Is he? You think he's going to make the team? I don't. I don't know. Like. It's him or McGarry, I feel like have to. McGarry's almost kind of running out of time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mick Abel's. Trade. Not, Trade. Abel's, yeah, I mean, Mick Abel's. I'm not ready to say he's running out of time yet. He's, I think, a year or two younger than McGarry, but yeah, he's got to run out of time. Yeah, well, you got to get. I mean, if you go and sign Snell, you can't. Right. You physically can't. You're You're locking your lineup up then. Right. Unless True. you're willing to move a, like, if you think you can move Zach Wheeler, if you think you can move Zach, well, Wheeler, I think they're, I think they're going to sign to an extension. Do you? I, I think they will. This yeah. year, you think this year? Yep. They'll try and get that done. I, I think it'll be done before the season starts. Then they can't have snow. You just can't. You're, you're, you're stunting the growth of the guys behind them. Then. Like you're stuck. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but isn't there something to be said for having a little bit of insurance? I mean, maybe that's expensive insurance, but a lot of have, it. Yeah. yeah, but have a little bit of insurance for like, what if Christopher Sanchez does what Bailey Falter did? Really, like, how good was Bailey Falter two years ago? Last year he stunk. Like, this, what do they get out of Christopher Sanchez? Yeah, I mean, but again, you're still stunting your sure leagues because yeah. you have three guys ready to come up. And I mean, Painter's not going to play this next year, but he's going to be ready the year after to come up. Starting the majors, you think? I think he, at one point of the season, he'll be up in two next, years. 2025. Yeah. So you're going to stunt those guys' growth? Because you got Walker, what, three-year deal? Uh, I think it was four. Right. He's so got you, three left, I believe. So you have three more out of him. You just signed Nola to seven. Mm-hmm. You're thinking an extension for Wheeler. Another two or three for Wheeler, probably. Okay. Um, Sanchez, Ranger. Ranger's going to get a deal. Yeah, what is his con? How many years do you have left? I think he's going through arbitration this year. Okay. All right. So he'll have maybe another year left or if they sign something longer. Yeah. All right. Ranger Suarez contract. Let's see. Yeah, he signed a one-year $5 million this past year. So that yeah. that expired, or that's for that seasons? expired. Yeah, that expired. Okay, that so it's our arbitration. Right. Yep, yep. Uh, it is Suarez for arbitration and Alec Bohm. The rumor, the rumor today is that they're kind of working towards an extension for Bohm to try to avoid arbitration. Are they? It's and then, support, yeah, Gregory Soto. I think you kind of let him walk, right? Yeah. 
Thing like uh, Soto, I think has stuff, but he stunk. Jeff Hoffman. Jeff Hoffman was great last year. Yeah. Do you work on an extension with him? What's his deal? Is he an arbitration? He's arbitration. Yeah. Uh, and um, one one year arbitration deal, I'm cool with. Yeah. I don't sign up to a long term extension though. Edmundo Sosa. Sure. I like Sosa off the bench. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's a nice utility guy, a nice bench guy. Nothing, nothing crazy though. No, yeah, and he has a good glove too. Yep, for sure. All right, so, so you're in on Snell. Yeah, yeah, either Snell or Montgomery, because like I, I just I don't know, like this the rotation I I need to I just need to see more from. Okay, I mean they pretty much told Nola you have to get it done. Here's your contract. I have a hot take about Nola. And I actually said I was on the, the PHLY pod, Phillies podcast today talking about it. And, the, you know, we were talking about an Aaron Nola a little bit. I think there's a chance he could finish like top five in Cy Young voting this year. Oof. Top five? Top five. I don't know. I don't know why I'm so confident, but like. You look, you look, you look at his stats, and like every other year, it's good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. He just had his bad year. If you fix the the long ball, that his numbers actually weren't bad. Other than that, so you get yeah. you know, fix fix the long balls. Those that that brings his number down. And the end of the season, it also seems like they kind of fix his mechanics a little bit. So I mean, he, he was getting used to the pitch clock. I don't think the right. pitch clock helped him at yep. all. So you put all these things together, like I think it could be a very good year for Nola. I really do. And and, and you don't have the pressure of signing a new deal on top of it. Like and he's he already your signed number his two, deal. right? He's your number two. One A, one B. Like I don't know if they have a one or two. Opening day, who's pitching for you? I think they give it to Nola. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because because I mean he's he's the longest tenure guy. Like okay. I don't know if that's I don't know if that says much about what they think Nola over Wheeler. Like if it's game one of a playoffs, maybe they have a different story, but I think it's gonna be Nola. Okay. That's a little it's, bit of a that's a little hot take ish. Is it is it not that's... huge because of the contract he signed? But I think if you're going to the for the better pitcher, it's Wheeler. Yeah, I agree that Wheeler is the better pitcher, but I just think it's like he's in the contract and the fact that he's just a homegrown guy that's been here for a while. He's got the longevity of, of being a Philly. That is kind of like a reward for just being around. And they open the season at home against Atlanta, right? Is it? I don't know the um, – I'll look. That, that'll that be a good uh, three-game series. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Get a nice early view of them. All right, so their first series is, yep, at home against the Braves. Yeah, I'm going to the second game. Okay, March 30th. Yeah. Baseball starting in end of March just screams like I'm going to be freezing that night. Yep, you certainly are. <laughs> well, it's a four or five game, so it's not incredibly late. Dude, there's times in April where we still get like late snow showers. Oh, well, sure. Before. Yeah. I'm going to have to wear like a hoodie. Yep, yep, yep. Bundle up. Yeah, the last time I was there um, was Game Seven. I got sick that game, and I got sick that game. Well, we all got sick. To be fair, I literally went home with a hundred and two degree fever. Did you? That's. Yeah. I mean, if that's not a sign for what the team did, the team yeah, did, I don't know what exactly. It is. Yeah. 
team tried to kill you. They did. I threw right. my, my rally towel from the top bleacher. No, you didn't. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just going to keep that no. souvenir? No. I was so disgusted. It, yeah, it's fair. I mean, I know we're we're hitting time, but they're not they weren't beating Texas anyway, so you don't think so? Nah, Texas had Texas was hitting everything. Yeah, I know, but up until game three, so were the Phillies. That's true. That is true. But you know? I think yeah, they're they just came really clutch, Texas. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, but it's also the the Phillies pitching is far better than the Diamondbacks pitching. Yeah. So maybe I mean, yeah, the bats hit everything against the Diamondbacks, but maybe they don't against the Phillies. Like I, I truly believe the Phillies are a better lineup, better pitching staff. Like I think they're just a better team than Texas. Okay, I mean, Simeon's great. Sure. Um, Garcia, even though he went out, he's he obviously had a phenomenal year. Yep. Um, Seager, the Grom Scherzer. Well, yeah, and they didn't even play. All right. Well, yeah, they didn't even they didn't even play. Imagine that. Right. Yeah. They won the they won the World Series without either one of them pitching. And they both make around what eighty dollars eighty million dollars a year total between yeah. two of them, yep. give or take. Like I'm yeah. probably did, not that far off. Did you see the crazy stat that this year Lamar Jackson made eighty million and Brock Purdy made eight hundred and seventy thousand? That's crazy. Talking about just what is that one one hundredth of what he makes, right? Yeah, like if I'm probably like, yo, what the fuck? Like eighty million this... yeah. divided by eight hundred and seventy-five thousand. He made he's making ninety-one times more than him. Eighty million just to lose to the Chiefs in the conference championship. Hey, he's the MVP. Eh, sure, he's but the MVP. Two time MVP. I can't hate him. Nah. He's, he, it's all right. been, he does what he has to do. Sure. Won a, yeah. He won the playoff game that he needed. I mean, I know it was Houston, but he did it. Got the monkey off of his back. Like, sure. Are cool. oh, you ready to get out of here? I'm good, yeah. All right, sounds good. I think we've beaten enough dead horses today. Um, so we're going to get out of here. We will see everybody next Monday. See you then.